Take and Grow. I am Tracy Cotton. And I'm Vicki Gibson. Together we host Protect and Grow, the podcast. If you're interested in agriculture and curious about insurance, you're in the right place. We can't wait to share our knowledge, experience, and stories with you. Which means that I guess we need to tell you who we are. <laughs> Boy, are people ready for this? I don't know, Vicki, but I'll give it a shot. All right, you go, Tracy. It's all yours. So I'm Tracy Cotton, and I'm at Morrow Insurance Agency in West North Carolina. I've been in the insurance industry for 25 years now. Despite the fact that it can be boring sometimes, I love what I do. A few years ago, I decided to focus all my efforts on farm to fork, basically anything that had to do with farm insurance, as well as anything to do with helping people who create food and beverage. Making sure that they are protected is what I do best. What about you, Vicki? Tell us what you do. Okay, well, I think it's best. I'm going to do just a little bit of background on me. Um, I, you know, I'm a city girl. Well, actually, I'm going to change that. I was an island girl. I grew up in Hawaii. Um, was there through elementary school. Went on, found myself finishing up high school in Virginia. At that point, I met a farm boy and ended up raising two amazing girls on a family farm in Virginia. We grew corn. There were soybeans, barley, and had a few pastures full of cattle. But then 27 years later, I found myself moving off the farm because, you know, life just changes. The next thing I knew, I was shopping for insurance. Um, and, of course, this is right after the Affordable Care Act came around. So I'm trying to get my own health insurance. I'm not understanding anything. And so um, what do I do? I decide I'm just going to order a life and health insurance class, sign myself up for it. I start studying it and learning everything I possibly can because I was totally confused. Um, I had no intention of ever becoming an agent. But you did. But I did. When it was all said and, yep, when it was all said and done, I realized that... I had the skills to help others understand the things that I personally wasn't understanding. But after learning more about it, it became clearer and clearer. And I was like, oh, I think I can do this. Um, next thing I know, I find myself in this wonderful state of Kansas. So from the East Coast, from Virginia, South Carolina, living to Kansas, here I am. So I'm a Southerner transplanted in the middle of the Midwest. And I'm loving every minute of it. Um, now I'm, I have my own office. I am my own agent. And I am loving serving my clients. There you go. Yeah. In a nutshell. Long roundabout way of getting here, but I'm here. Um, you know, Tracy, you want to play a game? Well, yeah. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't mind. Don't say no. You know you want to. I know I want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just think it'd be great um, to play a game that I love to play, especially when you're out and you're with new people. And I call it the three-question game. Um, I'm going to let you ask me three questions. I'm going to ask you three questions. We're going to get to know each other a little bit more. And everybody else is going to get to know us, too. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to be nice, though. Think about your question. 
because I'm going to let you ask me a question first. Are you ready? Um, come, on. Um, come on, come on. Well, it's Sunday, y'all. And so the first question I have is a pretty serious one for a Sunday. Vicki Gibson, pancakes or waffles? Oh, dear Lord. Um, that's, a, that's a really good question because it's also going to depend on what the sides are. <laughs> I know that sounds funny. But I like pancakes and sausage because I like to be able to take the so- the pancakes are soft. So I can kind of roll the sausage up in the pancake and eat it. But I like my waffles crunchy and mm-hmm. I like bacon with my waffles. And I've been known to crumble up the bacon on top of my waffles, pour my syrup on it, and then, of course, eat it. And want more. That's the problem. One is not enough. One is not enough. One is never enough, you know? (laughs) Never. 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 All right, so I have a question for you. Okay. You being a Southern girl, too, I know what Southern sports were like for me. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to give you four different sports. You list them in your number one favorite to your least favorite you got it got it football baseball soccer hockey oh now see here you go so football has got to be number one because coming from tennessee you know university of tennessee if you're not familiar with them you know go balls although i grew up in nashville vanderbilt doesn't rate doesn't happen it's not that big a deal. It wasn't until I moved to North Carolina that I realized that basketball, I don't know what you're talking about baseball, basketball is actually like the the next thing. Like that's the next thing. Baseball, you know, that was something we played at, in college. I went to Austin Peay and we did have, we did have a really good baseball team. But soccer, like nobody played soccer when I was growing up. But I will tell you this, both Tennessee and North Carolina are crazy about of all things hockey hockey of all things nashville tennessee because of the predators and north carolina because of the carolina hurricanes hurricanes they have adopted hockey and a lot of it has to do with the fact that needless to say who's moved to north carolina and tennessee in the last 20 years a lot of hockey loving people it's a thing i don't know anything about it i just kind of follow along but number one in my heart will always be football. You're a girl. You're right after my heart there. I can't agree with you anymore. (laughs) And I can't believe that I totally forgot about basketball. Well, you can't forget it in North Carolina. I I learned I had to pick a team really early. And I, you know. And you picked Clemson. Well, you know, um, We won't, we won't get into that. We, we could talk for hours on that alone, I'm sure. All right. Well, we'll tell you this. I'm going to give you another uh, chance at me. So I got to get, I got to get another chance at you. And I'm thinking that it's also important to know what would Vicki Gibson want if you only could have three things on a deserted island? Three things on a deserted island. First, an absolute thing I need is sunscreen. 
<laughs> same thing, same thing, same thing. Um, not necessarily because I burned, but I am a melanoma survivor. Oh, wow. I, um, I remind people all the time because anybody who knows me knows I love being in my pool. I love being in the sun. Uh, there's nothing better than soaking in some sunshine. And, um, but with that said, it's so important to make sure you're protected. Um, I grew up on boogie boards, surfboards in the ocean. I, I can't tell you how many times I remember being sunburned and I'm not blaming my mama for nothing. I'm just saying, you know, it just happens when we were young, we yeah. didn't slather on lotion like we do now. Um, so yeah, sunscreen's going to be my number one thing. My number two thing, hmm. number two, a towel. <laughs> a towel, because sleeping on the sand's not fun. <laughs> sleeping on the sand's not fun. I've been there. I've done that. Now, drinking a beer while sitting on the sand's one thing. Having sand a glass of wine while you're sitting on the sand's one thing. But sleeping... Yeah. Mm-mm, no, no. Nope. Sand gets places it shouldn't get. So then my number three thing would probably be, I'm in a deserted island. I don't know how long I'm going to be there. I need to have my moment of me time, that moment of opening up that special book that helps ground me, brings me focus, reminds me that there's love and hope and joy for all of us. So I would like to open up and, you know, hopefully have my Bible with me. Yes, girl. Exactly. I feel the exact same way. Exact same way. There you go. All right. You ready? Uh, okay. All right. Who's your hero? You I know, know that, one, that one's hard, but who's your hero? The easy answer would, would definitely be Jesus Christ. But I, I know that people would probably like to know something like beyond that, because I mean, literally, you know, a lot of people probably would know if they know me at all, they would know that that's, that's my answer normally. But y'all, I, I'm just, you know, I'm the product of a working mother. She, from the time that I was very little, um, she, she was a laboratory technician and worked her way up she had never gone to college. She had gone to lab school and she was working in medical laboratory. And eventually, because she wanted to move into management, they told her the only way you can move into management is if you have college. And she went back to school when she was in her 40s to get a two-year associate's degree remotely in order to make sure that she could actually advance. And then went on from there to like, move more than once because she had the better job than my dad did. It was amazing to watch her as she just continued from, you know, very close to my age. I mean, she was, you know, a little bit younger when she got going with it. But the thing is, is that's what, that's what inspired me. And has always been my, like my touchstone is I know that she managed to balance a wonderful job that she loved as well as her faith and her family. And that's what I've always, you know, looked at her for because I knew that, you know, that that was my, 
you know, that was my touchstone. She is a hero and continues even as she's retired to serve her community. Um, she has been a guardian at Lytham so that she actually worked with uh, disadvantaged youth in the court system to make sure they had somebody to be there with them um, beyond an attorney, beyond social workers. She's done that. She's worked in her Mother's Day Out program at her church. And right now she is on the building program at her church. And not only are they working on some remodeling and she's been like instrumental at 75 years old, but she's also like really trying to help them make sure they do the right safe things to start having service again. She said, send me up an article about, you know, whether or not, you know, things can, you know, how to test and what to do safely. Like I know you send your businesses. And I was like so honored that my mother was asking me for something for once because she, you know, <laughs> she's usually where I go to, but that's the way she is, is even now she's wanting the best information, wanting to give the best to her community She's just a fantastic person and she's been there with me through some really hard times. She's had to see me go through some stuff. Lord help me some stuff. So your mama's got it going on. She does. She does. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So final question, Vicki. Drum roll. And this was kind of serious, but I really thought that this was, probably important right now more than ever is what is your biggest fear? Hmm. Wow. You know, that's one of those, I almost tear up just thinking about it. Um, you know, the most important thing I've done in my life was raise my girls. Yeah. My biggest fear in life is doing something to lose that sparkle in my girl's eyes when they look at me. I, um, you know, we're given such a responsibility as a parent and you hope and you pray you're doing it right. And, um, you know, I, I'd lay down my life for him. So my biggest fear in life is, losing the love of my children for whatever reason, not that I plan on doing something, but um, yeah. you, I think as a, as a mother, I'm sure you, you understand what I'm getting at. Um, you know, I've watched people that I love tremendously pass away. I held my daddy's hand when he, he left us here and, you know, took a walk and went to a garden to get it ready for me. But um, I, I don't fear death. I don't fear being ill. I, um, I don't fear being broke. My biggest fear is um, losing the love of the things that mean the most to me. Yeah. Dang gone, girl. You just like took me to a whole nother place here. I know. Um, I know. So now let me think. Hmm. Would you... Tracy, Cotton, would you rather win the lottery or have the perfect job? You know, I don't know that there's such a thing as a perfect job. And, and I actually haven't been in this industry as long as I have been. I've, I've recognized that the cool thing about doing what is we do 
that there's a lot of opportunity to do it different places and different people and different places. You know, we do it someplace else if we had to. I just, you know, I, I, I really, you know, I think I wouldn't mind Luke just winning the lottery for the very sake of knowing just how many people that I know that I see on a regular basis that I've wanted to be able to help and just there was only so much I could do and so many different causes, so many different ways that I think I could help people. And sometimes it unfortunately takes money. And so, you know, the, the perfect job is probably not even feasible and neither is winning the lottery, but I just know that I could probably do more good if I were able to, um, if I was able to do something um, with, you know, if I had a considerable amount of funds at my disposal to be able to share. And I, I really think that's fantastic. I envy people any that have to actually have to deal with it, but I definitely have problems along with it. But that's it right there in a nutshell. Is that it? Did we go through all the questions? That's it. That we're, we're, we're done with our questions. We're all good. So I guess it's time we have to get serious. We've already been, we've already been <laughs> serious, but now we actually got to get around to the top. <laughs> and that's okay, too. Yeah, it's time to talk about what we came here for, the, what, we, what we're together about, you know, this whole thing that we're calling and grow, like infinity and beyond, um, protect and grow. We kind of bantered back and forth with names, and this one just kind of hit us, uh, leading into the whole thing, both of us being in insurance, both of us having an industry, you know, an interest in agriculture, so... What what is it that we're out here trying to do? And that's, you know, we're protecting the things that people are growing, whether it's a crop, whether it's a business, whether it's just their financial well-being. We're here to help protect them against everyday risks. Um, and with that said, by doing that, we offer a product, and that's called insurance. So, you know, uh, we all know, we all hear, everybody out there hears about insurance, Everybody has to have it. You drive a car, you need insurance, you know, but when you really look at it, besides just some people think it's boring, and, <laughs> you know, what is insurance, Tracy? Well, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, I know that I have valued um, throughout the years is the opportunity to be able to educate. And, you know, I, I never get tired of people asking me questions about it. And this is sometimes just, you know, really, what does it do anyway? And I mean, sometimes people are a little bit upset when they ask that, but first and foremost, you know, it's a tool and it may be a big stack of papers you're buying, but at the end of the day, it's a tool. And that tool is actually supposed to, if it's actually supposed to, it's designed correctly to reduce the financial loss or hardship of those things that, that happen. And you know me, you know me, I do a lot more on the agribusiness side, even though I do, you know, I deal with personal people in their farms. On the agribusiness side, you know, it can be something as simple as the fact that it takes care of a situation like, oh, I don't know, it could be that they happen to make a product, like they're actually like out there making cheese and they have some equipment. I have a, a donut maker that had only been open a few months. And one of the things that happened to him was 
he had one of those big Hobart mixers that they have, a stand mixer that went down. He had equipment breakdown in his policy. And the beautiful thing about it was that, number one, you know, here he was, brand new in business. It was an older piece of equipment, but because he had that coverage, it took care of repairing it. And because he had a business income waiver, you know, actual endorsement on his policy, it also took care of the fact that he had to be closed for over a week. And let me tell you, when you are in business, you know, if you're actually selling a product, which some folks out there are, I mean, they're, they're making something and they're doing something on a regular basis. One week out of a month is huge. Now people are suffering through a lot longer than that right now, but when he went through that, it not only took care of both. So that he just kind of rolled right on with it, was able to go ahead and get back to making his donuts. And that's what it's all about. Getting back to doing what it is that you do without having to worry about paying the bills, worrying about the fact that, you know, that because there's going to consider, there's going to continue to be things that are going to come up while you can't be in business. And it really, it took care of him. And that's what it's supposed to do is take care of that financial loss or hardship. What have you experienced, Becky? Well, you know, you're talking about it being a tool and reducing the financial loss, hardship part of it. Um, you know, I touch a lot about the, the financial loss side of it, especially when we're talking about PNC, you know, your, your property and casualty products, because, you know, every day that we wake up and we get in a car and we're headed to whether we're going to work, whether we're going to the farm or whether we're at one farm and we're driving to another farm, we're taking a risk. Um, people take risks. You're driving, you cause an accident. Um, that accident causes damage, not just to a vehicle, but also bodily, you know, injuries to a person. As an agent, I want to make sure that a client is properly covered so that when an accident like that happens and you've, you've caused an accident and all of a sudden you're faced with somebody sending you a hundred thousand dollar medical bill that they've experienced. Their insurance company's coming at yeah. you saying, you know, they're injured and you open up your checkbook, you know, and you don't have a hundred thousand no. dollars to write a check to the hospital to pay it. Um, I, you know, it's, that's where that insurance comes in. That's where making sure that you have the right liability coverage comes into play. It's too risky out there. You, you People can lose everything they've worked hard for in one accident. You know, in a lot of states, they can take up to, you know, 25% of a person's income to cover the expenses that they cause in an accident. They just take that right out of somebody's paycheck. And I don't know too many people out there that can really live without 25% of their income. Uh, I don't know about you, Tracy, but uh, no. I don't. No. Yeah, you know, and then the other thing that insurance does, um, you know, it's protection. It's protection that helps cover the cost of unexpected events, you know, like theft, illness, property damage. And worst case scenario, it covers death. Yeah. You know, go Well, ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, you know, I think about it from the standpoint that, 
you know, most of, most of our farm clients, you know, don't necessarily have, you know, a business sitting out there in the city that's going to be burned down in the riots, but maybe they actually have to worry about the fact that, you know, it's, it's, they do have, maybe they do have a farm stand somewhere that has to be worried about it. Maybe they do have to worry about that, you know, there's unexpected circumstances. And right now, I mean, it's, it's very unexpected. I mean, these are not the type of things that people plan for, you know, if you've got the right coverage, even in an unexpected, whatever it is, if you've got the right coverage and you've got the right agent, you're not going to be out of business. You're going to be delayed, but you're going to be paid. If that makes any sense whatsoever, it's as clear as that. You may be delayed, but you're going to be paid. You're going to be able to get back to doing what it is you love. And, and, and it happens with everything. I mean, it can happen with any kind of circumstance. But right now, that's really been on my mind is, is wondering who's going to be next and just hoping that it's somebody that I know that I can help. Oh, yeah. You know, especially right now, you know, we're both at night. We both talked about it. We've been watching at night, kind of taking a break from the news and what's happening during the day. But we're watching these riots happen right now and our hearts are breaking for the people that are protesting, for the individuals that, you know, are are feeling insecure about everything, you know, and, and for their safety, they're fearing it. And then you have the business owners that are worried about their businesses. So this is real life stuff. And there's that agent in me that the first thing I'm thinking is no lock up your shop, go home, look at your insurance. You have insurance, go home, be with your family right now. And then there's the side of me that's saying that, the side of me, I should say, that is saying that not only is it I know that the business or hopefully they have the right insurance and then also they have a claims person that's going to get there quickly. Claims people know, you know, there, there's a problem. A business is down. We need to get in there quickly. We need to find out what happened, take care of it and get them a check as fast as we can. Um, that's part of our business, too. As an agent, yes, we sell you insurance. And then we make sure that we work for companies that have good claims people that are out there fighting to get you what you need to so you can get back up and running again. Um, You know, talk about from the riots and all this is taking place during the pandemic. Yeah. So we're looking at people that young people that, you know, weren't expecting to get ill, weren't expecting to die. We've got you know, people of all ages are being affected um, by the COVID-19. And I do, I I wonder about those people that are living a life one day, they wake up six the next day, they're in the hospital, we're hearing the stories, they're in the hospital the third or fourth day, they're on a ventilator within hours, and then unfortunately they're passing away. And I just hope that it's somewhere in their life, their agent sat down with them and discussed life insurance with them and made sure that there's something there to help their families. It's bad enough when a family loses somebody that they love, but then when there's a financial hardship in all of it and they're trying to figure out how they're going to continue without someone, 
nobody should have to face that. Nobody should. Um, life insurance is available. It's not as expensive as people think it is. Um, cheaper if you get it earlier. So it's important to talk about it when you're young and healthy. Um, you know, it's just, there's, there's nothing worse than seeing a family financially fall apart because a loved one didn't see it fit to get life insurance. Exactly. So the, the other thing that I know that we both wanted to get across as far as what insurance is, just to you know, be really clear about what it is that insurance does, is, is that contract. That idea that when they sign the policy, you know, they actually sign the application and they're asking for that policy to go into effect. It is, it is a contract that they have. And, you know, for, for a lot of my clients, you know, they, they don't realize that they're also going to end up having to sign other contracts throughout their history of, you know, their farm and their business. I mean, some of them for that matter, even, you know, in order to be able to, to sell their product to Ingalls, or another supermarket chain somewhere, they're going to end up having to sign a contract that says, I have insurance. But you know what that important contract is with the company. Oh, you know, you're, you were talking about your, your person that's making a product and they need to have insurance covering their product. Then we need to talk about people that go out and they are, uh, putting in bids and trying to win a contract, yep. you know, your, your construction people, uh, dirt moving people, people that work in yeah. dirt, you know, I, I say that, you know, they're clearing up land, they're doing, um, cleaning up fence rows. They go in and they bid on a project and that business that's looking at them want to know what kind of insurance do yep. you have? What's going to happen if you cause an accident? What do you have to cover you? Because ultimately, you need to be covered. Um, and so having the right coverage and having the right limits of coverage can help somebody earn a contract, which, you know, ultimately helps you have grow your business and earn more money. And, you know, really one of the things that I think that's important about the idea that it's a contract is before you sign before you sign as, you know, you're an individual and you're getting ready to sign that application for whatever kind of insurance it is, what is it you're signing up for? You know, what exactly are you signing up for? Because you're going to be going ahead and saying, hey, I'm going to make payments and what am I getting in return? And that is part of it is, you know, what is it going to do for me? Is it going to help me at the time of an equipment breakdown? Is it going to help me at the time of, a family member being, you know, being lost. What, what is it that I'm doing that I'm trying to protect? Am I trying to, you know, what am I trying to get out of it? It's understanding what it is you're signing up for and, you know, and really being really feeling good about what it is you got. And feeling good, let me tell you, I mean, feeling good is, is a lot of what people are missing right now when it comes to insurance. Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, there's, so many products out there too. You're talking about understanding and making sure you have the right thing. You know, there's so many products that do so many things and there's so many products out there that may sound like it's what a person needs, but it's not what they need. 
they need a different coverage and making sure that they have somebody working with them and helping them understand what the coverage is, what it's going to do for them, and also what it's not going to do for them. That's so important. A lot of times I find people just automatically assume that their coverage is going to cover certain things. So it's always important to bring up the what it's not going to do for them. And, you know, when we get to saying that, that's where that client-agent relationship becomes so important. Um, I know you're out and about, Tracy. You meet a lot of people. Uh, Some of them are already your clients. Some of them you're hoping to be clients. And then you have just the general public. You know, I know you're like me sitting out, you're at a restaurant, what do you do? I'm an insurance agent, what do you do? You know, you get to talking to people about insurance. Um, What do you think today's customers are looking for in an insurance provider? I mean, what are they saying or asking? And you know, the thing is, is I know that there's a certain amount of what we call commoditization in insurance where you and I both know, because we've, we've been in it just a little, you know, you've been in a little bit, I've been in a long, long time. One of the things that we have seen is over time that although there's a ton of marketing dollars being spent out there by 1-800 numbers that are wanting you to call up and save whatever amount of money it is to do this, that, or the other, talk to 1-800 number that at the end of the day that most people really they don't want to have to deal with all that. If they could just have somebody that took care of them and they knew them, they actually felt some level of security with the level of coverage and service they're going to get from somebody that it really, they, they, they know that they're going to be taken care of. They don't want to pay too much. I mean, nobody wants to pay too much. And one of the things that people ask me is, you know, are you going to do the things that I need to for my, you know, for me, you know, what, what are you going to do for me? And one of the things that I'll tell people is, you know, I'm going to let you know as an insurance agent, whether or not it's something that I think that it's really worth your investment in. And I will definitely let you know if I am not going to be the one that's going to be able to take care of whatever need you have financially. You know, I, if you really, you know, if you want something that I don't offer, I'm going to send you down the road. Or if you want it at a price that I know that I possibly can't meet, you'll understand why I can't meet it, but I'm going to let you know that up front. And that's where I think the confusion comes in. So many of my clients that are now my clients or prospects that I'm talking to, they want to know as early as possible what it is that they need and what is it going to cost? And they also, at the end of the day, just want to know that if I'm going to pay extra, I'm willing to pay extra if I know that I'm getting what I need. And, and they are. I mean, they really, I mean, literally, it's like anything else. And let's face it, you know, I'm like the next person. Um, I could go get a coffee for McDonald's and it would be okay. And I could get it for a dollar. I could get it for a dollar and it's on the dollar menu or I could go down the road to um, uh, Dunkin' Donuts and maybe get like an extra squirt of this, an extra squirt of that, that I really like the taste of. Maybe I'm fluffy, like I want some whipped cream on top. So for 50 cents more on that one cup, I'm so much happier with what I got because it did what I wanted it to do. It made me feel good. Well, 
it's not the same way with insurance, but really what it ends up doing when you've got that pile of paper sitting in your filing cabinet is if you know that not only did you get what you needed, but you're going to be able to call somebody when you need something, it might be worth more than 50 cents per day, if that makes any sense at all. I am. And I just wanted to touch on something that you said, you know, or just basically the whole concept that you're talking about, 1-800 numbers. When we say 1-800 numbers, we're also talking about being able to go online. Yeah. And just, it comes up. What, how much coverage do you want? You can just choose your own coverage. You know, I think, oh, this is the one I want because I, I, I'm finding that if I choose these, my price is less. But too often people don't understand what is happening to them or what um, they are standing to lose by not having the proper coverage. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm all for making sure that a client has coverage in an affordable range. You know, if you can't pay your insurance bill, it does you no exactly. good to have insurance. So, yes, it's important. But I also want to make sure that you understand what it is that you're kind of giving up. And very often, I find that by just getting a little bit more coverage, you're really only spending a little bit more money for a huge amount of coverage. Um, one of those that I think that often gets missed on online purchasing is uh, the ability to purchase an umbrella exactly. policy. Um, a lot of times it's there, but people don't no. know what it is. An umbrella policy is exactly what it sounds like. It's an umbrella that covers your property, so your auto, your home, it gives you a lot of coverage for a very little amount of money. So, you know, for $300 a year, you can get an extra $2 million to cover any liability that you may face. And if nobody's ever there to tell you that or explain it to you, how are you going to know that it's something you really should think about? And, and that's my concern with um, people going online. But with that said, there's some people that that's all they want. And we're going to have those people, Tracy, that you get in front of and they don't yep. care. You know, they really don't. They just want it. They want, they know they have to have insurance. They're driving a car. They're ready. They just want the lowest premium they can possibly get. And they need it to be the right amount of coverage for their state. And that's all that matters. And at that point, you know, you do the best you can with them. Either you can cover them and offer them coverage, or you can't, and you just thank them for their time and let them go. Exactly. Um, you know, so that's the thing. I think the other part, you know, what I'm seeing the most of, and it's kind of a twofold thing, um, people want to understand, they want to interact, and they want a relationship. Exactly. But, but what comes into play here is how they want to learn, interact, and how they want to build that client-agent <laughs> relationship. And that may sound crazy, but you have those people that their idea of a good client-agent relationship is I can send them a few text messages and they take yep. care of it. Then you have the clients that 
their idea of learning is you just tell me what I need to do. I trust you. And then you have those clients that their idea of learning is they want it explained to them. They want to see it in writing. They want to see a pamphlet on it. You know, they, they're like me. They want to go out and order a class <laughs> and learn exactly what that coverage is going to mean, you know. Um, but so I, as agents, I think especially nowadays when we're seeing the ability for people to purchase insurance in multiples of different ways, we have to be able to adapt. You know, we have to be able to kind of be a chameleon and I'm not kind of making an offhanded joke to another agent, another insurance company, but we almost need to be able to be chameleons and have the ability to change ourselves in order to meet our clients' needs. And unwillingness to do But you're saying we're not going to be the lizard. I, I, I hear you. You're saying we're not being the lizard. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to be that lizard, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be that chameleon, you know, because I truly feel like the inability or the unwillingness to change the way I do things to meet a client's needs or wants is my failure. Yeah. And that's not me being the best me, the best agent, the best person that I can be for my people. And I look at my clients as my people, Um, whether you're family, a friend, a neighbor, my client, you're my people. And I want to take care of you and I want to protect you. And that's really, I mean, that's, that's what we wanted to get across in this very first episode. We knew that we, we needed to kind of like, cover a little bit about what we knew that people may not understand that insurance could do for them, as well as what having the right insurance agent could do for them. And I think we've covered everything pretty much. Was there anything else you needed to cover? I think, we, I, I think we're good. You know, I think, you know, in the future, you and I are talking about um, bringing in very, you know, talking about some very specific insurance issues are things that we've seen um, such as dealing people having to deal with flood insurance people you know with different crop insurance issues um, just also general homeowners policies and some of the things that are in there Uh, you know we're talking about we're wanting to bring people there are some amazing stories out there I've heard you know wonderful stories and you know, insurance and the right insurance policies have really saved people, have allowed them to keep going, have allowed them to bring their lives back to, you know, what it was before an accident happened. And we want to help share those stories with people. We love what we do. At least I love what I do. I'm pretty sure Tracy loves those days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we all have those days, but I'm excited about this insurance industry. I'm excited about being able to help people. I'm passionate about making sure that my people are taken care of. I know Tracy feels the same way, and we want to share those stories and share our passion with you all. And, you know, one of the things that we are definitely looking to bring is experts from other 
you know, other parts of the industry that go along with it. You know, people who actually can help talk about what to do about succession planning, talk about, you know, first, like who's going to actually take over on the farm, business planning. What are some of the other things that people can do to mitigate their risk beyond insurance? What they can do to like make sure that they're taken care of from, you know, a business strategy standpoint. What's the cutting edge things that are going on? We've got connections. It's one of the things that has really been fantastic with what we've already done in putting ourselves out there on, well, face it, Ag Twitter has been a great thing for us to do. And we want to be able to take and give back by actually showing those, highlighting those and, and really giving them a chance to help us tell the story of how to make sure and protect and grow each and every one of our listeners' farms better. That's about it. That's it right there in a nutshell, right? I think we got it. I, th- I think you did a good job of just kind of summing, summing it all up there. Um, you know, with that said, we want to thank you all for joining us and listening to Protecting Grow. We appreciate you taking the we appreciate time. I mean, that what? time that you spend with us, I mean, we know you'd be listening to something else. It means so much to us for you to have actually taken the time to listen to what we have to say. But before we go, I'm going to ask y'all to show us some love. We all love to feel some love. You know, follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends and colleagues about us. But most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. And don't miss the next episode of Protect and Grow. Thanks so much for being here. Bye, Bye, y'all.